Yes, us. Welcome to the Kefi Life Podcast. My name is Kiki Vale, and I'll be your guide to creating a life of Ola Kala, all is well. Together, we'll get back to the basics, and we'll explore fresh new ways to flourish in mind, body, and soul the Greek way. You can look forward to interviews, stories, essential self-care strategies, recipes, and actionable takeaway Ola Kala moments. This is going to be so much fun. Let's get going. Bam it. Our lexi for today is adia, adia, or permission. I find this word adia or permission to be a word associated with respect when we're using it respectfully. However, it can be noted that it's even more admirable to give oneself permission to do what is very best for themselves. When you or I give ourselves permission or adia to make a choice of well-being for our peace of mind, then we can continue our journey to well-being in the mind, the body, and the spirit. Eleolado, olive oil, has been celebrated in the civilized world for millennia, nearly eternal. The oil of this fruit has been more than just food to the cultures of the Mediterranean region. It's been medicinal, ceremonial, sacramental, and the foundation of great wealth and power. It is safe to say that olive oil is the ethos the essence of Greek culinary culture. Today, the priceless and life-giving ingredients of this liquid gold can be delivered to you when you purchase your premium bottle of Kefi Life Extra Virgin Olive Oil from the region my parents were born, the Peloponnese. The coveted Koroniki olive is extensively cultivated here in the southern part of Greece, which offers the unique microclimate needed to grow a fruit netting the utmost nutrient value for extra virgin olive oil. Kefi Life Extra Virgin Olive Oil, a boundless amount of value, high in antioxidants with anti-inflammatory properties linked to good mood and improved mental health. Get your bottle of wellness today when you visit kefilife.shop. Kefi Life, balancing the mind, the body, and the spirit, the Greek way. Why do I say that? Because we take from the ancient methods of living well, and we try to imply them and mix them with the modern way. And one thing that is popular in ancient Greece and in Europe is an expression that I've talked about in the past with Lexi in the segment, banmetrion ariston, which is all things in moderation or in balance, but some of that has to do with slowing it down. There's another expression here in America, slow is smooth, smooth is fast, fast is deadly. So how fast do we have to go? Do we have to go that fast? Can we give ourselves permission to slow down? I think I'm going to um, have that as a theme, slow down for this episode with Amy Cox. She is a trained organic gardener. You may have heard her before when she talked about gardens, the different types of gardens. She's a health and wellness coach. She's well-traveled. She's highly educated. She's got a lot of accolades, awards, experience, et cetera. But let's just get right into this conversation of slowing down with my friend and also an expert with gardening and living well, Amy Cox. Hi, Kiki. So great to be with you. Thanks again for this opportunity. It's really our opportunity to learn from you because you had the courage to get out of a situation that was making you sick, literally sick. Let's start there. What happened to you yeah. with your illness? Yeah. So, so right after the birth, I'm, you know, I'm 55 and I had my first daughter when I was 30 and my next one when I was 32. And, um, after that, you know, I was working a really high stress, um, professional job and I was really just trying to live in the very American type. I call myself a recovered type A. I was living the type A lifestyle, trying to be all things to all people. And um, my body 
revolted. And I ended up all of a sudden having this huge loss of energy and I couldn't figure out what was going on. I was ultimately diagnosed with Hashimoto's, an autoimmune thyroid disorder. And that was really a beautiful wake-up call for me because coming from a background of Western medicine, which is wonderful and serves a great purpose, but was really the only way that I was looking at life um, and teaching people all about Western medicine, um, it really helped me to open myself up to um, realize that I was more about wellness and sickness and how do I cultivate that in myself? And then ultimately, how do I share that with others? So do you still have Hashimoto's? I do not. I actually, um, at the time, there wasn't a lot of information out there. Now there's a lot of books and resources available. But um, at the time, I really, um, I told my endocrinologist that I was grateful for the thyroid medicine, but I was going to peel back the layers and figure out what was causing this. And he kind of lightly patted me on my hand like it was really cute gesture and kind of sent me on my way. Um, but sure enough, I did completely cure myself. I tested negative to the titer that shows that you have Hashimoto's or not uh, through the University of Chicago, uh, where I, I got an appointment with an endocrinologist there who was tops in her field. It took me five months from the time I booked the appointment to get in to see her. And I, because of my medical background, I'd actually written up um, exactly what I did to cure myself. And she was asking a lot of questions. Why did you do this? Why did you do that? And I was explaining. And in the end, I said, I'd like to get, you know, when you're running my blood work, I like to get the tighter because I know I'm going to test negative. And she had said, you know, that's a waste of money. Once you're positive, you're always positive. And, uh, but in the end, she agreed to just run the test. And sure enough, the next week in the mail, I got a, uh, the test results and it circled the titer was negative and said, you were right that you, you know, you are no longer require any kind of, um, of, uh, thyroid hormone therapy. And that was it. Hallelujah. I'm so happy for you. And I know a lot of that had to do with your food intake and your life change. And we're going to talk about it in a second because you ended up in Europe and I want to know how or why or when or like all that. But you know, there's an expression, <laughs> Amy, there's an expression and I believe it. Disease is the dis-ease of your life. Without question. That is so true. I mean, you know, people take, doctors take the Hippocratic Oath when they're becoming physicians. And, and Hippocrates is the father of modern medicine. And he said things like, let food be thy medicine and medicine be thy food. So I absolutely agree with you. And I've always been a healthy eater. So it wasn't just food for me. A lot of it was just the, you know, the recover, needing to become a, become a recovered type A, which ultimately is really what led me to Europe. I think I'm a type B. We need to listen to our bodies. Folks, if that's one thing you learned today, you need to listen to what your body's saying. Amy, how did you end up in Europe? Tell me the story. So, you know, after going through that whole thing of curing myself of Hashimoto's and becoming a certified, certified as an organic gardener and a certified holistic health coach, um, I had always told my husband when we built our home in Western Springs 20 years previously, I'd always said, oh, well, this is where we're going to raise our girls. And then after we raise them, we're going to do something different. And um, we would shake our heads yes. And then all of a sudden, here we were 
they were gone, we were ready to go, and we had been and continue to be worldwide travelers. And we started scratching our heads going, what? Go where? Like, where are we? How does this work? So, you know, one thing that I've really learned in my healing journey and in my work is the power of visualization and intention setting. So I decided to let go of my ego's need to make that decision and to just open ourselves up to the possibilities. So we sat down and we wrote an intention that we were ready to let go of our home and to move to the next place, whatever was in the best and highest interest for the two of us, for our family, uh, both our immediate family and our extended families, our friends, the communities that we serve through work, uh, lifestyle, you know, uh, everything. And the only thing that was specific in the writing of that intention was that it would be really great if we knew by Thanksgiving of that year where we were headed. So when you do something like that, you don't just write that and throw it in a drawer and do nothing. You actually have to start take action. So I would be out on walks with my friends and I'd say, hey, Jim and I are moving. And they go, oh, where are you moving to? And I go, I don't know. (laughs) what do you mean you don't know? Well, I don't know, but I know that we're ready to let go of our house and we're going to move. And so we started, we'd spend our weekends, hey, let's do an Airbnb. You know, at the time, my husband's work really rotated a lot around O'Hare Airport. So I was looking all around Chicago area and Wisconsin, you know, because I knew that I wanted, we knew we wanted to be in an area where we could create a sustainable farm. And so we were looking, 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 and it was all around O'Hare. And I just, nothing was resonating no matter where we looked and starting to feel a little frustrated. And, you know, we're about four or five, six months into this and, you know, going through this process and enjoying it, but not really knowing where it's going. And then all of a sudden, and meanwhile, cleaning out the house and doing everything that you're doing, getting ready to go. And then all of a sudden we hit September and my husband's company out of the blue came to him and said, Hey, you know, we have the strongest presence in, you know, internet security in the United States of America, but we're really, we're really weak in Europe. And we would like you and Amy to consider going over. We've never had expats before, but we'd like to cross pollinate. And we'd like to move you to over to Europe. And it was settled on Amsterdam. Now, I had been to Amsterdam before. My husband never had. Um, My husband's absolute favorite thing in the world to do is to cycle. Awesome. And for those of you who haven't been to the Netherlands, everything is by bike. I mean, there's barely any cars in Amsterdam. I know that. Um, The bike paths are prolific throughout Europe. I mean, people bike everywhere. There's very little reliance on uh, on a car in the Netherlands. Um, We love music. Amsterdam, we love particularly records. And um, most people don't know, I didn't know that the top DJs in the world are Many of them are in Amsterdam and the collections of music, like the record stores that are there rival. Now I live outside of Austin. They're much better than they are in Austin. So we're able to start accumulating the, the record collection. 
me being a certified organic gardener and health coach and always professing leaving, le- leading a European lifestyle, you know, getting to be in this Mecca center of where all this holistic living is happening, um, afforded me the opportunity to do a lot of training and education, even amidst COVID. And of course, all the travel. So um, Amsterdam found us. And what's really fascinating is when we were talking through this opportunity, the actual physical letter that gave us the opportunity to move to the Netherlands, laid everything out on paper, came in at 5 p.m. the Wednesday before Thanksgiving. Oh, God. You put it out into the universe. Like, you wrote it down. It was an intention. It came to life. I'm a firm believer that that's the way it works. Write it down. Create your intention. What is it that you want? And then you not only end up in Europe, a a country, not a country, but a uh, continent, that um, Europe that simulates or is like mirrors the very work that you do, but also makes your husband happy with cycling. No brainer. Absolutely. With cycling opened up, you know, I mean, my husband has always placed a great value on diversity. So getting to work within the Netherlands and then become, become part of uh, EMEA and and getting to work with people from different countries and understanding them. Um, and now he's back here and he's in a, a global sales role where he's, you know, he's responsible for people all over the world. So it definitely, uh, it, it, it definitely came to fruition that, that, in, that very simple, clear, pure I know that you spent that time all over Europe, that you went to Greece, you were in Crete. We're going to talk about that in a second. But as far as the European lessons that you learned, you were there three years. That's a good amount of time. Although I, I personally don't think it's long enough. I'd, I'd want to stay there five years, 10 years. I'm a little greedy. Let's talk about the shopping and the eating right. in Europe. I know that when you travel, you can hop on a, on a metro train, not a metro, but like those fast trains and you can get to different countries quickly. But let's talk about the shopping and the eating. Definitely. Well, you know... I've always been intrigued and I, you know, in America, we feel like we don't have enough. Like, for example, when COVID hit and I was hearing all these crazy stories about nobody being able to find toilet paper and friends that were buying pallets of toilet paper to be delivered into their garages. Meanwhile, I'm in the Netherlands and I'm walking around the corner to the little grocery store where everybody just takes what they need. And there's always enough. So that's, and, and that is, I mean, that is a big lesson for us as Americans. You know, we we have this this fear. It's a fear that we have that it won't be there for us. There won't be enough. But yet, we have so much more stuff than the average European has. It's it's crazy how much we have. So that to me makes me think that we're not living in a way that truly satisfies us, sizes us, and satiates us. And so that's just that's an everyday shopping for an everyday product, toilet paper. But you know, you're gonna make dinner and you just walk to the little local, you know, outdoor market and you pick up the fruits and vegetables that you want for the day because you come back and your refrigerator 
is about the size of your bar fridge or your kid's dorm fridge. My mother had a little fridge like that in Lutraki Corinto. It was a small fridge. And truly, she would shop for the like two or three days. We had a lot of produce, grapes, yes. and a couple of tomatoes, some feta cheese in there, a bottle of wine, some water. But that that's the aspect Definitely. I like is the time to slow down, to take the time to carve it out, to go and do that shopping on the regular during the week and not have to like bulk up for seven days and then waste produce. Absolutely. So, and, and, you know, the, you know, and even like the going out and eating, you know, you'd go out to a restaurant and you sit there and, you know, nobody's pushing you out of that table to get the next person in, you know, you can be there for a long period of time, savoring and enjoying And a lot of that, interestingly, you know, the Netherlands is a democracy. Actually, most people don't realize that, for example, the U.S. Constitution, some of it word for word comes from Dutch documents. You know, John Adams, you know, went to the Netherlands to try to raise funds. You know, New York was New Amsterdam because the Dutch owned it. So, you know, coming from a a country like that, you know, that's a democracy, and um, and having them, you know, have a different way of looking at democracy. Um, the tax rate there is really high. It's up to 50% of people's taxes, which Incredible. seems crazy. But you know what? Yeah. They get all their health care at little to no cost. They get, um, they get all sorts of um, other benefits. They get education, little to no cost. Um, everything's taken care of. They don't worry as much. So it's more of a socialized democracy. And I know socialized is a dirty word in this country. And it's not a perfect system, but it does work. You know, we learn by traveling and that's what that's one aspect of, you know, I'm, I feel blessed to live in America and to also have the heritage that I have. And I take the best of both worlds to create a healthy and well lifestyle. I need to work on the slowing down. That's one thing I need to work on. And, and traveling, traveling is so much fun. It's it's easy to travel within Europe. Uh, it's like for us here in the States to go from a state to state, um, although you don't even have to book a flight. You can just get on the train and just zip on over to Paris or zip on over to Greece. And speaking of Greece, I hear you are in Crete and that island is just, it's just like a culture of its own. Yes, Absolutely. You know, it was fascinating because spending three weeks in uh, in Greece, we started in Athens and then, you know, started weaving our way through the islands and then eventually decided to go down to Crete because that's an area that's further away and many Americans don't go there as much. So we thought that would be kind of a cool experience. What I thought was fascinating is when we were traveling and we were talking to the wonderful people, the Greek people that were hosting us for food and beverages and lodging, and they'd all say, where are you going? And when we would tell them we were going to Crete, I swear every single one of them would say, oh my gosh, that is my favorite place in Greece to visit. So on the eye, yes. I mean, I'm talking about people in Baros, people in Santorini, people in Athens. I mean, Antiparos, everywhere we went, they said, oh, I'm so glad you're going to Crete. So it's such a sustainable place. It's it's really mirrors what you're doing in your life. It really does. And, you know, um, I don't know, you know, if have you been to the big island of Hawaii? 
I have. Okay. It's beautiful. So the big island of Hawaii is fascinating because it has these five different levels of, you know, ecosystems, right? You can go up and get snow and bring it down to the beach. And, and Crete is, is like that too. There are rainforests and there are all sorts of different um, areas, depending on where you are. You know, you, you get off the, we, we took the ferry and, you know, we went one direction, but you could go another and have a completely different experience. So plenty of beautiful islands in Greece and, and you spent so much time in Europe, in different countries in Europe. We're talking about slowing down and we have a few minutes left. Address with your experience, how you can impart your wisdom on us to savor the moment, the food, and to slow down a bit. What would you, what would you say from your life experiences? I would say that it is completely within anybody's reach and it's completely possible. And if you feel like you can't do it, don't believe whatever that voice is. If it's the ego, if it's the American voice, the voice of your parents telling you you need more, more, more. Because at the end of the day, at the end of your life, it's not about stuff. It's about moments. And truly, I realized that, especially with my father just passing, um, he, he created such a, a, a beautiful life legacy. I adore his kefi and his his uh, inner spirit to enjoy moments. My mother did too. They did work their tails off. Um, but thank you for that. And for the folks that really want to do their best and they need some guidance and some coaching, I know that you're working on some programs. You have a website. I would like, once I get my kefi life wellness retreat together, we're going to Greece. I just have to figure out the location. I'd love like for it. you to, I'd love for you to be a part of that. I would love it. You know, I love doing, I've done many retreat, retreats and they're big opportunities to to really immerse yourself in a new way of living and a new start. So I'd love that, Kiki. That'd be fabulous. Okay. So we'll stay in touch on that. But uh, in the meantime, as we wrap up and it's been so delightful, it's been so uplifting. If someone wants to just jot you an email and they want to find out about your programs and by the way, you are for hire to create specific programs. Yes. I do. I create programs for a lot of people. Um, I'm in a in the throes of a very creative program right now for in the um, health and wellness space with um, working side by side with somebody in the um, yeah in the sports more of the sports fitness area. So I love create creating programs. So feel free to reach out. And the way to do that is www.omstead.biz. Omstead is O M. S T E A D. And when you get on there, um, there's a way to connect directly with me, or you can opt into um, the, our, uh, our newsletter and information when we send out about uh, current events and things, which we're starting to gear up again now uh, that I've moved back here to the U.S. Amy, there's an expression we say in Greece and here in America within the Greek community, and it is naisikala, may you be well. Oh. and continued happiness, health, and joy that you bring others into yourself. Oh, thanks so much, Kiki. I wish that for you. I wish that for everybody listening to this podcast today and everybody that they touch. Um, it is a divine right that we have is to feel our best and to live our best life. See you soon. Look forward to it. Thanks so much, Kiki. 
Stay right there. Up next, your weekly takeaway to keep it all as well. Hola, cala. This Ola Kala moment brought to you by the law offices of Liston and Centillus, ranked number one by the Leading Lawyers Network since 2010, taking care of all your real estate needs. Kefi Life has followers all over the world, and for that, we are very grateful. One lesson we can learn from our European neighbors is that they daily tend to enjoy the simpler things in life. In America, the land of opportunity, life is a long lesson in humility. I often ask myself, when is enough enough? Not to confuse striving and goals and success with enough, only to say that Olekala all is well when the living we are doing is for a life well lived versus the one that kills us on the way. Kiki Vale is the founder of Kefi Life. She is passionate about whole person wellness and living a fulfilled life. Her Kefi Life podcast is created to simply and naturally help you harmonize the mind, body, and soul the Greek way. Visit kefilife.com, at kefilife365 on Instagram, and check out Kiki Vale on LinkedIn and on Twitter. Join us again next time for more positive energy and inspiration on Kefi Life.